What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 44, here with my guy, Bretton. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, but it was a just a massive, massive week once again in football, and we are here to cover it all. So, episode 44, <laughs> and... I don't know where time went, but uh, anyway, Alex, how are you? You're good? I'm good. I'm good. And you mentioned it. It was a special week because it's finally the Champions League. The Champions League, the big tournament is back. And we got to start with that. And we got a lot of answers. And we have to start with the FC Wonder Kid. Confirmation to the world that Noon Minch is an absolute baller. I got other confirmations, but I have to start here. Okay? 100% tackle one, 100% dual one, and 100% in dribbles in the first half. Noon Minch against no only Real Madrid. Big yeah. time team. So I got to be happy for Noon Minch. 40 million. Cheap. Cheap price for him. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> yeah, and they, what, PSG hasn't even paid that price yet, right? Oh, um, they paid seven. It, it, right. It, it's pretty clear uh, from Fabrizio Romano that they absolutely plan to uh, to execute their right to do that. And yeah, I mean, he's a he's like he's still pretty raw. Mm-hmm. He can do a lot of things. He's very raw, and that was a very good game. I know. I know a lot of people because of how excited you are about him. Uh, they want to they want to bring you down a peg a little bit, Alex. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I mean, I I see the potential, man. I think he's going to wind up being absolutely phenomenal wherever he is, and I I hope that this momentum continues because it does. It seems like he's settling in very very nicely well, in Paris. In terms of um, form, in my opinion, no cap, Nun Minch. In terms of form, mm-hmm. playing in a team top five yeah. left back in the world. In my opinion, yeah. if he plays against Real Madrid in the Champions League, I don't care if he's 19. The kid is yeah. a bold left back, and he has to be mentioned with the best. World-class man. I got to yeah. say well, it. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like push back on, on the, the, playing of, uh, the playing of Real Madrid because if there's one mm-hmm. thing I got to bring up, I got to ask you what you think about mm-hmm. getting rid of the away goal rule because watching Real Madrid almost park the yes. bus – against PSG was so boring. It just, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, was, it was relatively poetic. It was relatively like, uh, what, karma? That that Kylian Mbappe <laughs> got it in the yes. end, got the goal. Um, so, like, I'm sure the second leg is going to be a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an amazing, dramatic affair. Um, but, man, oh, man, is it just tough seeing a side that is primed to to take it to somebody away from their home, Real Madrid, decide not to do that and um completely agree so about I, the away goal rule i think that yeah. is something that has to be mentioned in the pod man Bretton. you are yeah. right on the money because it's completely changing the style of play in the champions league yeah. right now because yeah. the teams that are playing at home they are no more problemo in defense okay they're gonna mm-hmm. go much more attacking at the start so that's why we saw psg taking over that game but i have to mention i have to mention big time verati verati okay verati in my opinion dominated in a midfield against kos casmiru and modric and i gotta say underrated midfield considering how good he is People, really, watch the footage. If you're a midfielder, a youth midfielder, watch how Verratti played against Real Madrid. Okay, that was... The new Preda was good too. But Verratti was the leader in that midfield. And 
What a game. What yeah. a game. So I have to say that too. Yeah. Those two. Yeah. Like, oh. Ooh, I, I, I absolutely I, I agree with that. And I, the whole world, I know there's been a couple quotes that have come out and circulated on Twitter about mm-hmm. uh, Messi. I don't know if it was Messi, but definitely mm. Mbappe has come out and said Verratti is just so underrated <laughs> in terms of what he does. No and in 10 no. years time, we'll be, we'll be, you know, saying he's been one of the greats, but I don't know if you heard any of that noise there. My, uh, <laughs> my little daughter just walked in and uh, was, oh, no, was no, no, no stuff while you were uh, maybe she'll be the Verratti. I, I, <laughs> I have one last thing to say to you, and it is that yeah. you said Mbappe was crucial and Mbappe was mm-hmm. uh, was saved the day, and that is facts. Mbappe was absolutely clutch, and in my opinion, Mbappe is saying to the world when a team that a player Messi won the Ballon d'Or. I am the best player, okay? I am carrying PSG. Mbappe is carrying PSG in the league. When he doesn't score, PSG doesn't play well. When he doesn't do anything, they don't play well. And even for yeah. this goal. I know Messi can be fantastic, but he doesn't have Mbappe's clutchness, okay? Well, I, oh. <laughs> and wow. I, I'll say wow. this too. This is something yeah. I want to I arouse to the people and put in the comment section. I think PSG right now would accept to keep Mbappe and let go next season Neymar and Messi, okay, to keep in five years, okay, instead of keeping Messi and Neymar, instead of letting go Mbappe. I think the option of keeping Mbappe would be much more favorable to PSG. Neymar, Jesus. So I expect to see more from Neymar, okay, this season. And it has to be said, he got that extension. He got that yeah. big boy extension, Neymar. So the big questions I have, am I going to see a big boy Neymar next World Cup? It's your last one. So surely you have to see something. And leading up to it, come on. If it's to get a Champions League, you got Messi and Mbappe in your same team, Neymar, okay? Confirm yeah. to the world that you can win something. You know? Yeah. Fug, yeah. I, I mean, I... I, I... I hear all that, uh, but going back to Mbappe for a yeah. second, um, uh, you know, I, I do hear, and it seems like PSG is is trying to make that last ditch effort to keep him around, and mm-hmm. uh, they're offering him something like five hundred thousand uh, pounds a week. No, 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 it's one million a week. It's more. It's one, one million. million one million pounds a week. Then, they, mi- then the, the U.S. is reporting it differently than they are uh, over in Europe. So yep. that's that's interesting. But at, at the same time, I mean, obviously watching that first leg, mm-hmm. um, you go back and you look at his the track record recently, and, mm-hmm. and it's 13, 13 goals in 13 Champions League matches, his last 13 Champions League matches. So mm-hmm. um, I'm with you there. I almost feel like, yeah, out with the old, in with the new. And I know it's weird calling Neymar old or weird even calling Messi old because we all know that they're still world class, right? Um, but, uh, yeah. Neymar's Mbappe, 30. Neymar's only yeah, but He's like thirty, <laughs> and he doesn't have that physical preparation like Cristiano Ronaldo or even Lewandowski. You know, even Bale, like Bale, gets criticized for playing golf, but he's got better physical preparation than Neymar. No cap. Yeah, if he has his lot in thirties, the new twenty. But uh, Neymar <laughs> apparently, Neymar Chico. kind of feels like uh, he's he's saying the opposite. He's saying thirties, the new forty. I don't want to do another World Cup. Ronaldinho. Uh, but, but yeah, and no, Mbappe too. Really- Mbappe too has back-to-back fouls that both Neymar and both Messi both 
missed the penalty. You know, yeah. you know, I texted you. I texted mm-hmm. you immediately saying the outdoor I'd see if it's Ronaldo missing that pen in Mr. Champions League. I do understand too. He's got a different criteria with that. But uh, <laughs> if it was Ronaldo missing the pen, geez, but Messi, okay, fine. He missed the pen. No, Just, I don't agree with that at all, but yeah. whatever. You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I think he gets just as much hate as, as Ronaldo. It mm. just depends on you probably see. Come on, we're all sensitive to – you're probably a little more sensitive to Ronaldo hate than you would be to Messi hate. But I've seen Pessi just as much as I've seen Pinaldo. If I'm looking at a, uh, you know, view we see on – um, True. You know, on whatever. But, yeah, you know, heck, Ronaldo missed one last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, and, uh, and Messi missed one this week and whatever. The world still turns – We'll all be fine. But I'll tell you who else deserves a shout in that Real mm. Madrid PSG game. And then we should probably move on, or this is going to be like a four-hour podcast. Thibaut Courtois made some massive saves, Fuck. right? And um, I, I do think – I'm i definitely one, mm-hmm. uh, probably because of his consistency as of late. Um, I'm definitely one that probably doesn't give him enough credit, more credit mm-hmm. than he deserves. Uh, so it's, it's just – he made some big saves that made sure that that wasn't one zip, Fuck. right? Or there was only one zip that that it could have been. It could have gotten pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I also have to do a little mea culpa here because I was talking about how Donny Carvajal was um, uh, kind of misunderstood. He, he's been injured, <laughs> coming back. He's been rounding back into form. He looked horrendous in that game. Exposed. I mean, he Mbappe Mbappe had him like just he he was ice skating. Right, he was just on ice, and and it was crazy. But just ridiculous to me that PSG can can grind out a one zero win against Real Madrid, and then go into the weekend and somehow just get shellacked, okay, <laughs> probably shellacked, but get beat by by Nantes. Mm-hmm. Except obviously over in uh, in League One, they have what like a 13, 14 point lead. So <laughs> it's just the Jekyll and Hyde performance we saw. There's definitely a Champions League hangover. After you get done your midweek big game against mm-hmm. bigger competition, you go back to the league, um, and we saw it with PSG. We saw it with uh, – we'll talk about them later, about Manchester City and all that good stuff. But anyway, good that's point. what I got to say. I am really interested to see if Mbappe stays in Paris. Um, mm-hmm. And I almost feel like in some respects it could be more intriguing if he stays in Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure if I think think about that hard enough, I'll I'll completely recant that statement so well if if i'm yeah. gonna have a bold statement right here i think if mbappe leaves psg okay next season mm-hmm. psg doesn't win the league even with a messi there because i see messi against nunch that you mentioned the 3-1 loss mm-hmm. he played well i watched the whole game and messi played well no cap people yeah. but mbappe played badly that is the key point. If he yeah. plays badly, they lose or they don't get the result that they need. Mbappe scores, they win or Mbappe plays well. So, and last point you said, Courtois, man. Courtois, people, he right now, Courtois, no doubt in my mind, is a top three goalkeeper in form in the world. I'd put Allison too, okay? Mm. But uh, Courtois has to be there in my opinion so that was a fantastic fantastic mention but yeah we need to talk about other games and something happened here in portugal we we had the opportunity to go to the stadium and ask some people some questions go check out the youtube channel we have that video out now but uh five nil i i thought i was watching the conference league for a second um oh yeah 
I know that's that's mean of me to say against Sporting. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how they're doing currently against Estoril, but uh, mm. but yeah, Bernardo Silva. I, I mean, yeah, Mares, uh, Raheem Sterling. They were just everything was just on well on point on point for City, and it, it was just a very very impressive. Um, I, and then I, they lose to Tottenham. But anyway, what were you going to say? I apologize. I agree with you. But sporting, like, yeah. this is what I'm going to say to explain people that Ruben Emery is not a bad coach. But he, he's got bad habits. I'm going to say yeah. that too. I'm a huge fan of Ruben, okay? But I got to point out when something's wrong. And in my opinion, if you're a coach, you have to adapt. And considering in today's game, you have to change your philosophies and style of play, considering who you're going up against. And Sporting didn't do that. Ruben Emery kept the same formation he always does. And the style of play, his philosophies, were up against Guardiola's. And it didn't do justice to Ruben's because Guardiola has much better players than Ruben right now, okay? And a lot of 1v1 situations came up in this game. And if there's a 1v1 call, just see the Sterling goal. What a wonderful goal it was, but it came from a 1v1 situation. It wasn't... He had to play with four players at the back, not three. He had to. It's City we're talking about. So he's 37. He's going to retain this knowledge as a sponge, okay? He lost 5-1 to Ajax at home, but then... with reserves, uh, he got 2-2, I think, or 3. It was a better result at Ajax. I can't. So, yeah. he's going to learn with it. And, yeah, Bernard Silva, okay? He said yeah. it. Bernard Silva, I am one of the best, okay? You're reminded to the world that he's one of the best. And Guardiola said this. Uh, Bernard Silva doesn't just play football. He understands football. And then he added to say, he can play six roles easily so this is something that Guardiola doesn't have in his squad but with Bernard Silva so special special talent world-class talent no doubt and Grealish is in the mud c- comparing with Bernard Silva so <laughs> oh man um Bernardo Silva I gotta say mm-hmm. if if City wins the Champions League if they win the Premier League again mm-hmm. um is is he like you know top three for Ballon d'Or yeah okay. yeah Considering yeah. like how like if they win it, yeah, I, I'd say that too. We're gonna talk more about Prem ahead, but considering who they didn't sign and like he seems like a signing with the level of confidence and I think it's just he has something to prove because Grealish comes from for a hundred million and Bernard Silva must have been like, I am here guys. Foden's yeah. here guys, Mares is here guys. You're gonna get that guy? You're gonna put me out? No. I'm gonna come better. So big up on Bernard Silva, big up. And then they ran, and then they ran into Harry Kane over the weekend. But uh... yes, yes, we're gonna mention that more. <laughs> yeah, we will, we'll, we'll move on because what a what an odd weekend of Premier League football. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, let's move over to that that Liverpool game. And yes, Ibrahima Kanate and and Virgil Van Dijk, I think, mm-hmm. were very clearly the. Um, and you were gonna say this, so I'm stealing your thunder. They were very clearly <laughs> the men of the match. Mm-hmm. And man, just looking at them, that is just a intimidating intimidating center back pair uh pairing mm-hmm. and yes. i just got to mention this right there's a, that stat that was circulating around well mm. ibrahima kanate has played 15 games mm. for liverpool and he has yet to lose um mm. he's got 12 wins three draws um, and that might be 15 starts in yeah 15 starts i believe That's so 12 wins three draws with kanate 
Um, so I love it. And now Klopp has beaten what AC Milan and Inter Milan. It's only <laughs> the first leg, but he's he's gotten uh, the best of AC Milan, the best of Inter Milan at San Siro. So basically, Jurgen Klopp is the king of San Siro. Right? He owns it. He uh, whatever. And oh, by the way, Jurgen Klopp now joins. You ready for this? Mm. Now joins like Sir Alex, Pep, Ancelotti, Mourinho, uh, Wenger. He joins them all with his fiftieth Champions League victory. Not bad. Big boy, That's not bad man. Big boy. Yeah. Oh, but oh, I love the I love those mentions. Two wonderful stats you said for Klopp and Konate. And I'm just gonna say, being devil advocate here about Konate, you can still yeah. see that he has little things to improve. And even with those stats, he still has little things to improve. So Konate yeah. guys, really watch out and put him in the list of top ten center backs that you'll be mentioning in the next ten years. He's at Liverpool yeah, but- already. So Yeah. He's, but but you put you put any center back next to um, Virgil. Virgil Van Dyke, and and you're gonna you're gonna paper over some uh, true some cracks right in the game. But yeah, you can see some of that game is raw, um, but at the same time, you can see the potential. I, I mean, pick him had... ahead of Mbapp, uh, Matip. I it, pick Konate ahead of Matip, and Matip yeah. for a lot of people is miles ahead of Maguire. I know that's no comparison, but like, you know what I'm saying? So Matip has mm-hmm. a High regard, but you say it too. Virgil van Dijk does, is a fantastic leader to show how to do things to Konate. And yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it has to be said. But you said it. Big point too for Inter fans. I got to defend you on this. You guys, since the 35th minute, I'd say, you guys were dominating all game, Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, since like the set pieces were the goals, so Liverpool... Clearly show that they were clinical when they needed to be clinical. Like they were, those were like daggers, okay, from Liverpool mm-hmm. because Inter were dominating. And I have to highlight two players: Sanyanoglu wasn't playing it where he usually plays because yeah. Barella wasn't playing. Okay, that was a huge miss for Inter. And I'm gonna highlight the performance of Brozovic too. Brozovic compensated a lot of times the movements from Bastoni on the pitch. I don't know if you guys Bastoni was going up forwards a lot of times and that's where I was very impressed with how Inter played because Brozovic knew what to do and Inter showed that they have a phenomenal core the team knows how to play with each other and that is something underrated you know just overall chemistry like real life football chemistry not FIFA Inter showed that day okay and Perisic guys 33 years old I don't know what's going to happen next summer for Perisic but something will and guys, really watch out. And Bastoni, Sanyanoglu, and Vidal too. Vidal had yeah. hearts. And against the Liverpool team, you need that heart. And um, yeah, yeah, wonderful display. Well, it, wonderful. it is. But, and then, but, but that's the thing. That's what Liverpool does, right? <laughs> Liverpool has the ability. Okay. Yep. Inter, Inter can dominate 70 minutes of the game. But then you have True. a Sadio Mane moment. Or you have a Luis Diaz moment. Or True. you have Mo Salah pop up with the, with the goal that's needed. Uh, and then there's games that Liverpool just takes mm-hmm. the game by the scruff and never lets it go. Um, so, yeah, Inter's, 
Inter's got some cracks because it, it, it didn't go away this weekend. Very clearly, they were affected by that loss uh, to Liverpool, and, and they lost to Sassuolo, but two zips. Not an easy um, team to play against, though, Brett. No, it's not. And once again, Ivan Perisic was probably the best person on the field for mm-hmm. Inter. And I swear that guy's been 33 <laughs> for the next for like the last 10 years. Um, but, uh, it it is, it's, it's, I I do love the core. I agree with you, you know, and, but Varela not being in that, in that lineup, I think maybe hurt them in the long run. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a good leg and the the nature of the away, the away rule, you know, Mm -hmm. is you just need two goals. You need to win two zip Uh, doing it. Where were they? Were they, I forget. Were they at Anfield? No, they, no, uh, no, 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 San, San Zero, San I, Zero. I just so, dropped that clock stat, and then I made myself look like an idiot. <laughs> no, don't, but, um, don't worry about it. But, like, yeah, but it. like, there's a bo- I didn't watch, like, you're clearly, I understand, like, U.S. fan, yeah. Bayern Munich playing against yeah. Brendan Aronson, you're a Philly boy, like, so I completely <laughs> understand me and my side seeing the Liverpool, and you... Come on, yeah. explain to me what happened to Bayern Munich that match. Well, well first off, we gotta we gotta start with um, there is nothing that made me feel more uh, proud than Thierry Henry <laughs> of mm. all players sitting in the uh, the the press box, whatever it is, whatever you call where they all talk to each other, right? The yes. studio, sitting in the studio, and he is saying, "I was absolutely impressed with Brendan Aronson, and here's why. You know, I had my time in Major League Soccer and this and that." He wasn't in Major League Soccer when Brendan Aronson was playing a game, right? <laughs> but uh, Thierry Henry obviously knows quality. Um, okay, he was probably appealing to the American fans, but mm-hmm. Brendan Aronson was the first, or I'm sorry, he was the youngest player, youngest player mm-hmm. since a certain Lionel Messi almost 14 or 15 years ago to create five chances in a Champions League knockout match. Okay, that is damn good company. And yes, you look at the kids and stuff. you're like, you're like, he needs to grow some, he needs to whatever. Mm-hmm. But there is a, there's like a innateness, if that's even a word. Uh, he has this kind of sixth sense for finding the channel. Mm-hmm. Um, Endless Engine, he is the the uh, most distance covered pretty much in in all the top five leagues. Every player. Brendan. Okay. But yeah. And and you could, you could make the argument that some of it is wasted movement, right? Mm. But Brendan Aronson is all about just never quitting. You want you want a high pressing team, mm-hmm. you need to have Brendan Aronson in that team, and that is why there have been rumors, there have been maybe even quantifiable offers that have hit the table mm-hmm. uh, of above thirty million dollars for a kid from Philadelphia, and not even from fi- Philadelphia. Let's take it even further: mm-hmm. a kid from South, Southern New Jersey. He's from Jeez. Southern New Jersey, where I grew up, literally five miles down the road. I've said this before, so it's like. <laughs> It's extra special special to be able to talk about him and not necessarily like blow him up just for the sake of the fact that he's a local kid. Mm-hmm. This kid can play. He can really play. And and um, I, you knew you knew Byron were going to find the equalizer at some mm. point, right? <laughs> but I, I honestly did believe that they could have done it. But anyway, Aronson had a goal. I believe yeah, yeah. they could have got it. Like they, it was a late winner too. Not not winner, late <laughs> draw. <laughs> Draw, so yep. and those two players too, like Kamara played really well, right? Yes, and yes. Karima Dayami managed to to get in the goal involvements too. So yeah. I was bummed, bummed we didn't get to see uh, Benjamin Seshko um, oh. up front with them. He's still out injured, but, but that would have been fun to see him uh, jostling for position with. Uh, who scored? There was a goal. Uh, who scored instead of Seshko? It was a. Uh, uh, Amadou, like. Oh, I- uh, 
was it Okafor before he no, got no, injured? No, 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 no. It was Amadou. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah no. Oh but, yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, right. What? What's his name? <laughs> but not to get it right, not to get it wrong. You can go check now, but I don't want to spoil it because Red Bull Salzburg is different, different territory. But uh, Brendan, yeah, Brendan Aronson, Karim Adeyemi, Sesko not playing. So let's see what happens against Bayern Munich. And uh, I mean, yeah, Bayern, Bayern's going to pull it out from Germany. <laughs> I, I don't think they're going to have an issue there, but. Um, so tell, yeah. tell, tell us, guys, your predictions, okay, for the Champions League. Who's going to score in the next game? If he kayaks, big boy games are going next. And, yeah, we still had Europa League that had some good matches, right? Uh, talk about these guys. <laughs> want to talk about these guys? Want to talk about uh, Barcelona? Yes, yes, okay. Barca, Barca time. So uh, uh, it went well. Ferran showed heart, right? Like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's actually one of the, what I wanted to key in on. I, I was absolutely shocked at how emotional he got. I, I understand when you miss a lot of, I wouldn't call them sitters, but when you miss a lot of chances, whether you want to call them half or full chances, um, it yeah. actually did make me feel good that a Ferran Torres uh, took that to heart a lot. Right. I mean, very clearly you saw the, the impact of a, of a, of a kid's loyalty, even though he hasn't been there that long mm-hmm. of a kid's loyalty um, to a club. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and to that, that Mexican club, um, type of approach Mm -hmm. so uh you know i i believe and they played more like a team this over the weekend right they they just shellacked i don't know why i used that for a second time but they just beat up on valencia like 4-1 and Mm -hmm. uh yang had two goals and gavi had an assist and you know pedri had a goal i mean you're you are starting to get what i basically said like this team needs to gel it needs to come together and um it's difficult uh, napoli though and uh and that, just not to get that wrong it was adamu guys striker for austrian striker 20 years old from red bull salzburg adam i said adam i i think i said it but i didn't want to butcher the name so yeah, yeah guys so but yes you said it barca gel is starting to come but napoli yeah. come on not an easy opponent and yeah. uh yeah it's the fact that they got a lot of options in midfield but at the back, they still struggle. And I got to ask you this, like Dest, like Dest, he still doesn't seem to get game time in these games. Okay, he was subbed on, but uh, what's going to happen on him next summer? Out. I don't know. I mean, after today's game, uh, he, we're recording this on Sunday. Mm-hmm. He um, he had a decent game, an okay game, not mm-hmm. an amazing game, but uh, a pretty good game against Valencia. And uh, Xavi actually came out and said good words about him. He said he has... He was not where I wanted him to be when I showed up at this club, and and he's already improved um, very, very well. Obviously, this is paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very well on and off the ball. So I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel in terms of their relationship, and he feels like uh, he's making enough of a uh, a stride forward um, that they want him to be part of the project, or maybe he's just posturing so that he can mm-hmm. – get what he wants from the, a monetary perspective in the future. So. Um, either way, either way, until they have a, a solid right back that will supplant and replace Sergio Dest, mm-hmm. um, I'm not worried about Dest getting time right now. But if yeah. Byron comes along and says, you know, here's 30, <laughs> 30 million for him or 20 million for him, I, I think if you're Barca, you take that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a better place for all, all parties involved. Um, okay. But... I gotta, I gotta say on the Barcelona thing. Did you see that that uh, picture of Ferran Torres, um, with him in his jersey, and mm-hmm. how there was there was no Nike on it and there was no Barcelona badge. 
What? On it. Yeah. <laughs> no. So you, you, you get a picture of him in the team. I believe it's at the beginning of the game and, and his jersey looks fine. But I guess he changed into another jersey or something and it had nothing on it. Um, and I just want to say a little dad joke here and say, you know, it has been 19 or so years since Barcelona has been in the Europa League or, you know, the second great league that is not the Champions League. Um, so I think even the kit men were really, really confused. They can't understand. Playing on a yeah. Thursday. Well, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't I haven't been assigned <laughs> for Thursdays in Barcelona. Yeah. But uh, is there anything on the European side you still want to mention? The- yeah, I mean... Definitely, we got to give a little shout out to Anthony Martial for scoring his first goal for Sevilla. Um, (laughs) I completely forgot. He now plays for Sevilla, which basically virtually guarantees he's going to be in the final, right? (laughs) Uh, And uh, I got to bring up Alfredo Morelos for Rangers and Mm -hmm. how Rangers just beat up on a a Dortmund team um, at home, right? Mm -hmm. I mean... I don't understand how it happened, uh, but but Morelos is he's such a divisive figure in some respects. I, agree. I don't yeah. know, um, but he's only 25 still, and sure. for Rangers he has like 110 goals, 49 almost 50 assists in like 210 matches played for Rangers. Like this guy has had a massive effect. Just remember where Rangers was back yeah. in the day in like administration in. They were they had to work their way back up from three rungs below, and you have he was like the first real potent goal scorer that they got that could start to lead Rangers and make Rangers fans believe that they could win an SPFL title again, right? Mm-hmm. And there's been this on again, off again about whether or not he was going to take another step and move on up. Well, we thought, um, but like he's we thought he's, Stevie G was going to go and Morelos was going to leave with that too, <laughs> but well, I guess. Um, Seeing him, yeah, you that's a terrific shot like against Dortmund. And I'm gonna shout on the Dortmund side, like what Do Jude it. said, like Jude already, like <laughs> youngster or not, he's saying this, Jude Bellingham, after the defeat against Rangers. There's hope because of the second leg. Not one player will give up. I won't let them. I can't yes. wait to play the second leg. Let's bring it on. This yeah. is the bold mentality that Jude is bringing to England and to his future team in the Prem. So let's yeah. see who gets Jude Bellingham. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I, I've never seen an 18-year-old look look more than anyone on that field. Look more like the grizzled veteran, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the kid that knows what he got, uh, the kid that wants, knows what he wants to do at every point, and like when he makes a mistake. Um, it doesn't mm-hmm. phase him, and he's just got this character that you you can't you can't teach it. You can't mm-hmm. teach it. It's just, it's a resolve that's like in him, and I'm I'm jealous for English fans because they're gonna have him for a long time. I mean, when you're an 18 year old and you look like you're a 35 year old running the pitch, Fuck. it's in a good way, right? Like a I don't know, like a Nicky Butter, a Paul Scholes back in the day, uh, being able to do that in the early 30s. Uh, Jude Bellingham is just so impressive, and. Uh, it's a shame that the, the the score didn't reflect what he wanted. But if there is a team that can come back from a two goal deficit um, mm-hmm. away from home, it's probably Dortmund. And if mm-hmm. anyone could figure out how to keep Erling Holland healthy, true, even better. And I, I actually have to bring this up, and this is kind of jumping the gun. But Erling Holland 
when, when are we going to start talking oh, about? Oh, we can talk Collins. next about like the Wonder Kids news, like Geo, all that's happening on the Dortmund side. Because okay. big boy win. That was a all big right. boy win. But uh, if there's anything that we've missed out, okay, guys, in the European competition side, please yeah. put down below, okay, and tell us your predictions for next week. Because I am hyped for what's gonna happen, okay, in the Champions League at least. So. A lot happened in the news, okay? And I, we have yep. to start, okay? I'm going to mention a dick first, okay? Because Lukaku managed mm -hmm. to do the impossible, okay? In my opinion, for a player that cost, what, 110 million? He has yep. recorded the game with the fewest touches since the database has been collecting 2003. Okay? <laughs> Lukaku has recorded the fewest touches in a game. And two... Two in the first half, including the kickoff. So yeah, dude, dude, I didn't even know he was on the field. Oh, I, no clue. I that is didn't even know where he was until the second half when he had that shot carried yes. off the goalkeeper and yes. Zayek was sides. But Offside. I didn't even yeah. know he was in the game. And, and if you're if you're worth a hundred million, um, I mean, if that was Cristiano Ronaldo, like mm. he's running back to center back oh. to dispossess his own center back to bring the ball forward. I don't know what Lukaku was doing, but yeah. Um, oh, I had to pulling the center back out of place. Oh, I had to mention that straight. I couldn't forget that fewest touches. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot happened in the in the prem. What what do you want to highlight first on your end? Well, uh, how about Antonio Conte and uh, Tottenham? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Antonio Conte uh, has has gone. Now he's defend. Don't worry. Now he's defending his players after a three two win. Uh, um, but that doesn't change the fact that that's coming off the back of what three mm. Premier League losses um, in a row, and it's like the first time in over thirteen or fourteen years that Antonio Conte has been at the helm of a team that has lost three league games in a row. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then he expressed kind of a lot of surprise as to like how it was happening. But I think a lot of it for him is just posturing in the media right now um, to where. If, if you approach the Tottenham job as uh, assuming you were coming into a finished product of a team that wasn't going to have hiccups Never. like this, then then you are way, way too um, uh, sure in your coaching abilities because th th this is not a sum of parts yet. I mean, this is mm -hmm. not a full team, um, but I'll tell you what, they showed a whole lot of resolve against Manchester City. Uh, and, and there was a brief moment that Harry Kane was back uh, that made, made me, me kind of happy again. I mean, he was dropping balls that we hadn't seen in a while. He was hitting shots that were would I don't know. He would have fluffed earlier. It was it was good, but we have to remember three league losses, mm -hmm. followed by one win, and all it did was maybe give Liverpool a chance. Um, True. But the top. That, oh, that, sorry. That was at this. That was at City Stadium, right? That was yes. at Eddie Hot. Yes. So. Huge dub, huge dub. So two London teams managed to help out Liverpool, Crystal Palace, and now yeah. Tottenham giving the wins, okay, at home at Etihad. But uh, you said it, okay. This contemplates the pressure for Tottenham to get top four now that Conte is mm -hmm. there. But Conte put the pressure down for the players because he said it. Kulusevski and Bentakur, they come as development players, okay? We're going to buy players to develop with them. And Kulusevski scored. And I got to say this. I got to say this. This was the match that Tottenham justified to the world. 
rejecting 150 million plus add-ons, as Fabricio said after the game. They rejected this huge bid from Man City. Okay, huge. Like, yeah. So Kane and Son is the future and the present of Tottenham. He's putting it all in. And this is what I got to say too. Daniel Levy clearly clearly showed to the world what was his mindset in, in September. He brought in Nunspiritzant to really convince Kane to stay. He really genuinely thought Nunspiritzant was going to be the guy. He saw that it wasn't working out. Immediately when Conte is available, he sacked and said, that's my guy. And I got to say, Daniel Levy, that was the best decision you've done in recent history, in my opinion. Better than Bale coming back for sure. <laughs> but uh, getting Conte, that is going to allow Tottenham to have an incredible future. And the pressure, the expectations of Tottenham are for sure not the same. And the winning mentality is here. Is here at Tottenham, okay? Son is looking much better. Son. <laughs> so, and let, let's be honest, it's not, not a very high bar. Um mm. Uh, for Daniel Levy to beat in terms of making good decisions in the past, oh. you know, <laughs> recent. Um, but yes, Antonio Conte seems to be a good one because they are, they're in a situation. Them and Arsenal yeah. are in a situation where they've got almost, and and, uh, and United, no, United's already played 26 games. Tottenham and Arsenal have three games in hand. Oh. Uh, and uh, Tottenham, if if they win all three of those games in hand, they're they're up in fourth place. Oh, Romero too. Did you see the game of Christian Romero? What a game by Romero, man. That is the game that that is the type of games that you need to be up with the best center backs in the world. Okay? Tottenham that like getting Romero, man. Just the fact they got a player like this allows Conte to do what he can do in the future. So, I that that had to be said. And Man City Gotta get a striker. Like Fabrizio Romano said, the Man United next season for sure signing a young striker with the departure of Cavani. But Man City, it's not just Ju- it's not just Julian Alvarez that's coming up for the striker position. You gotta get someone else. Gotta get someone else. Yeah, well, Flavic is already taken. So where are you going? Where are you gonna? Where are you gonna get him? Not Lukaku. <laughs> no, not no, Lukaku. The Harry Kane ship has sailed, so... Oh, but, uh, but to, maybe this too... Maybe they go Gerard Moreno. Mm. Oh, Gerard, oh, Gerard Moreno, Spanish player, Guardiola. Yeah, mm. I could see something with that. But you said, we mentioned, we're mentioning City, City, City. We got to say yeah. the big week that this was for Liverpool too, okay? The dub in the Champions League and in the league, okay? They, are, they have one less game than Man City, but they're six points away. So if they get a win, three points away from man city so the title race is on and two things three things actually have changed in my opinion and given much more hope to liverpool Konate seems much better right now than at the start of this season okay naturally harvey elliott is back and he seems like he's good 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 to go definitely and yeah. Luis Diaz in January, I wasn't expecting him to come, only in the summer. So getting this done might have secured the title, okay? But the difference to get the title, okay, against Man okay. City. So Liverpool, title races on against Man City. So let's see what happens, yeah. man. Well, let's see what they've happens. Got, they've got Leeds, then they got West Ham, then mm. they got Brighton. Tough. And then it gets crazy. They got Arsenal, Tough Manchester games. United. 
Watford and City. So circle circle the All April tough 9th. Games. All yeah. tough games. Even Brighton tough game. West Ham. Uh, yeah. It's going to be tough for them. Yeah, definitely. But, tough games those. But uh, yeah, got to mention yeah. that. Got to mention yeah. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, that was a such a weird, weird weekend of uh, Premier League football, though. I mean, you got you got Burnley mm-hmm. looking amazing, just crushing Brighton and everything I ever thought about Graham Potter goes out the window. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but you, you have uh, Everton, Lampard's Everton getting embarrassed by Southampton. Aston Villa uh, losing what for yeah. Stevie G losing two. Yeah, 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 and for a while, Norwich City was up one zip on Liverpool. We all knew that was going to hold, <laughs> True. right? True. Like, oh, the team with the most goals conceded was leading in the half. The team with the most goals scored. Oh, my days. That was crazy. True. And I got to say, too, I forgot to say this of the of the Leeds mention. Bielsa mm-hmm. is going to uh, leave this summer, okay? And seeing how he changed in four years – the culture he brought back a little bit of the Leeds culture to win okay and just seeing the passion the fans and how proud people are now to be back and seeing Leeds in the prem you got to say it Bielsa what a man what a yeah. man yeah yeah man, and i think we can also start saying the same thing about Eddie Howe and uh, Newcastle mm. um i mean Draw. starting to- you're starting to see a little fight in Newcastle, and uh, I'm, I'm liking. I'm liking. I mean, we've we've liked Joe Linton before. Yes. Uh, but I, but I am liking what I'm seeing there, and uh, I don't know. But I what I don't really understand is what you've had Bruno Guimaraes uh, well, come in for up. a record fee, and uh, what he's played. I think a couple minutes at the I end of every it. game. Yeah, yeah, I saw. You can see he's getting the touches. He's getting a feel of the game. Yeah, is it match fitness too? Are we really worried about his match fitness? I mean, you got to give him more than five minutes if you want yeah. him to do something. I agree. But anyway, moving on from that, um, yeah, the Premier League is definitely it's it's not as close as uh, as Italy, um, mm-hmm. but uh, we but- at least have have in February, late February, we at least do have a race, a race that is very much on. So that'll be fun. It's it, it is, and I have to mention on the United side, so people don't forget too. Like what happened? That was a big match, Leeds against United, and yeah. Elanga was on the score sheet, and mm-hmm. he shut the fans up because he got a coin through a thrown at him. Okay, so Elanga had something personal to mention. Okay, so that's why he was doing the gesture like this, Elanga. But Brun Fernandes highly involved in the game. Okay. And I got to say to you, I see criticism from Jamie Carragher uh, to United's move with Ronaldo, okay? I hate it because I think Ronaldo's pointing out the problems that are happening at Man United. And just the fact that someone is doing that, not just Ralph Ragnick too, uh, it it ups the expectations at the club. So naturally, people are going to be a bit hurt. But for you to have progress, you need to have a bit of truth in your comments, okay, and co-workers. So, Ronaldo, bold mentality. So, that's... You, yeah. When he, it'll be better. You'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm in more, I'm in more agreement with Carragher. I mean, I think people were actually saying it back when Ronaldo was signed. When Cristiano Ronaldo is a double-edged sword at this age. Okay. So, my question to you, Breton, is... Would, would, would United win? Would United win a title without, with the team last year? Well, I, to be honest, I think would they it, win uh, with it with a team that like last year? Yes, 
the well, second place team. They would have made if they weren't never. forcing the Ronaldo thing. Never, they would never win the Prem with a team like last year's. Never. Yeah, they're not gonna. They're not gonna win with Ronaldo either. But they're closer than what if well, this is what's no. gonna happen. If he leaves, they'll go back to the same chicha. United will be back in the same chicha. That's what I think is gonna happen, and it's sad. That it but, needs but Ronaldo, to happen. Ronaldo's not the technical director. Ronaldo's not the coach. I think Ronaldo is a double-edged sword because he wants to be all those things. I think he's 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 you know he's not going to be part of the five, seven, ten-year future that Manchester United has. He was never was. Uh, smart from a narrative perspective because you're bringing back a club legend, if you will, um, but a club legend that carries a different kind of uh, it's weird calling it baggage um, than when he was there. How many years prior? 10 years prior? 12 years prior? Something like that? Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I understand the character, but yes, Carragher is a, a Liverpool, essentially Liverpool lifer um, that is is just pointing out the fact that when you bring in somebody as big as Ronaldo at his age, it is a double-edged sword. So I don't agree with everything he says, but I, I think there's a grain of truth he to knows. it. I mean, I said it, I said it in that he is going to essentially change that. And if it doesn't work out, it's going to set him back. Um, but you're right. I don't know. I don't know what this, they've already chose their own adventure. Their adventure involves Ronaldo. I don't know what, what it would have been if they didn't choose Ronaldo. I don't know if Solskjaer would still be there if they didn't choose Ronaldo. Um, but what I do know is that, um, it's, it, you know, Jaden Sancho looks a little bit better. I agreed. <laughs> um, agreed. Yeah. Agreed uh, I, it, it is nice to actually see that, right? I think he's got what, two goals and two two assists in his last few games. He had a couple assists today uh, on Sunday uh, mm-hmm. versus Lee. So that's, that's a wonderful development. I don't think anybody was expecting them to lose one of their uh, most promising attackers um, mm. oh. the way that they have. So uh, United in and of itself um, continues to, to, to press on. Well, uh, Great mention. I, I would argue about the Ronaldo thing all day. I think you're colored in one direction. I'm not just trying to be devil's advocate to it, um, but I, I do think, assuming he was going to be any sort of a savior, um, I, I completely disagree with you. But it's 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 opinions That's because fine. even when he comes in, you say five years, and Ronaldo is a two year plan maximum if he goes to Man United. So I don't even. I, so, like that, but fan. it's different points yeah. of view. So it's and Sancho too. You mentioned Sancho too. Like two assists yeah. against Leeds, and like it's good to see him coming back. And I feel like that Sancho feels that Mason Greenwood leaving, he has to step up naturally. So it's good okay. to see Sancho coming back and Ilanga. But I gotta say, too, seeing the game, United scored two goals in the space of like one or two minutes, and right. that shows that the, that the team doesn't have emotional grip tactically still okay and that shows very poor leadership at the at the defense okay so maguire you can do all your slides but if you're if your team's suffering goals so fast like that in two minutes no structure emotional tactical structure at the back so yeah that was uh, very that was very much an even game mm -hmm. you know uh so it's not as if united was the uh, better by by so 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 much in mm -hmm. in that sense. And you're right. You're right. I, there's still so much work to be done with United. Mm -hmm. Um, but but I love that little backhanded comment of uh, about Harry Maguire. You know, him <laughs> scoring a goal and then uh, uh, he got uh, something. The knee slide. He always does it yeah. now. Like the the uh, goal that for England, he did the knee slide too. With oh my days. Yeah. Not scoring well, goals. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 
Uh, do you have any other uh, Premier League uh, news you want to talk about? Because no. I, I got a couple lot, a uh, couple other leagues I'd like to mm-hmm. go to quickly. Let's go. Let's go. Um, I I don't really know much, much, much about this player except mm. he's bounced around. I think he was in, I think he was in Belgium for a while. I think he's Dutch born. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he found his way to AFC Bournemouth, playing mm-hmm. under Eddie Howe. And he, I believe, was almost a club record, if not close to a club record signing for them. Um, but Arno. Danjuma mm-hmm. for for Villarreal. I mean, I think at some point somebody deserves to give this guy a shout out. Um, on a team that has Gerard Moreno in it, on a team that has some other scores. I know Samuel Chikwesi has been pretty quiet as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, Arno Danjuma has twelve goals, three assists, and only seventeen starts this season. And that goal total would be even higher if he didn't move, uh, miss twelve games uh, already this season it sounds like somebody else i know but um it's a little bit crazy like that this Mm -hmm. guy goes from playing for afc bournemouth i think he even had championship minutes to then signing with Villarreal and being one of the better scorers in all of la liga um and he had his first i believe it was his first hat trick for Villarreal versus granada over the weekend which is not exactly an easy team i know it's a a portuguese guy in goal right luis maximilian yeah um so Pretty pretty impressive. First off, that Bournemouth was signing that type of quality um, <laughs> pre-relegation, and that Villarreal and Unai Emery were able to identify him, bring him in, and he's like, if Gerard Moreno's out, okay, Danjuma will get the job done, which is cool. It's and cool I know, and I know that player is extremely popular on TikTok, on and yeah. off the field with the ladies. <laughs> oh, so okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, like Villarreal <laughs> has extra fans. Off the cool. pitch because <laughs> I am so that's a great He's just a good looking dude. I think he's just a good looking dude. So I <laughs> so there you go. Good for him. Keep on balling with Villarreal. And uh, but yeah, is there any other mention before we go to Wonder Kids that you want to go into? Yeah, I just gotta yeah. Come on, we gotta bring up Seb Holler, right? Sebastian Holler. Yes. Just listen to this, right? In his first 50 matches at Ajax, he's got 41 goals and 15 assists. Ooh. I mean, Ooh. I, I get it. There's this whole argument to be made about the Eredivisie and, and whatever. Uh, but this guy couldn't score a goal, couldn't even really get a chance <laughs> in the Premier League when he came. And, um, and you know, he is now – it just would be so poetic for him to then move on and become incredibly successful at maybe a – Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what team would need him next. Like, imagine if someone comes in for a target striker like him. Mm. Um, but come on, he had three goals. He had an assist versus uh, twenty. Um, and just between Seb Holler, between Jared Bowen, um, what what he's doing at West Ham, I just I find it really hard to believe that Sebastian Holler could not fit into the West Ham mold, I right? Agree. Um, but hey, he's found his home in Ajax. I don't care who you're playing for. 41 goals, 15 assists in your first 50 matches for a team that likely could make themselves into a perennial Champions League semifinalist. I agree. Um, that's that's wonderful, and it's just cool to see because I wrote him off when he was in the Prem. I thought he was just cut-rate crap, <laughs> and uh, he very clearly is not. So it's uh, it's cool to see that. Fuck. I just had to- you know, great mention. And even, like, you can say Antonio is a, is a striker, very different player. But, like, Haller is mobile, too. So, it, it must have... What happened there? Like, living in London, didn't he enjoy it? La Ligue? 
But yes, the confidence, he's the big man up front. Like Broby's yeah. back too. He's on the bench. So like Haller is he's got he's got competition too, even at the club. So Ajax doing a terrific job scouting wise, getting players like Tadic, Daily Blind, now Haller, yeah. okay. Like great, great signings, okay. It's phenomenal, phenomenal. But I'm uh I'm excited to see them in their uh, in their Champions League. <laughs> and i'm most excited to see eric ten Hag. i'm really excited to see what he's gonna do because he's gonna be the favorites leading up to that match against benfica so i'm yeah. very interested to see how he plays uh with that but uh if there's anything we haven't mentioned guys in the prem anything we missed out please put down below in the comment sections, okay? And, yeah. uh, yes, Wonderkiss, I gotta start with them. With my people, Portugal <laughs> yes, João Félix, okay? I know he's not Wonderkid, but João Félix, unbelievable game against Osasuna. One goal and one assist. And the assist, people. Go see yeah. the tape. Pinpoint pass in the box, okay, from a corner. Counter-attack to Swadish. Go. Felix needs this confidence. You can clearly see nothing's broken now. So let's see what's going to happen now. And I'm confident. One goal and one assist. Yeah, no, it's a great great game from him. You also got that ridiculous uh, 40-yarder from uh, mm-hmm. Luis Suarez curling it with his weak foot. And the keeper out. Obviously, he's he can still do it sometimes. Um, but th- that's what I mean by the Jekyll and Hyde mm-hmm. uh, type of week, right? Yep. Atletico Madrid lost to Levante, <laughs> lost to the worst team in La Liga. Okay, and then and then they come out and they and Joao Felix has a just a wonderful game and Luis Suarez turns it back and does a, it. Just it's just amazing to me, and it's just absolutely bonkers um, mm-hmm. that, that we're even in this. And then you have the city thing. You have PSG. You have – I mean, <laughs> European football does weird things to very good teams, although Atletico Madrid, let's be honest, they've been Jekyll and Hyde Whoa. all season. So um, that's Whoa. a great shout. If and you weren't going to mention it, I was going to mention it. So. I, I got to say this too. Like people are often like very, very critical, which I understand on John Felix because of the big fee and the expectations with that fee. But I'm yeah. going to mention a stat that I saw on Twitter. I'm going to say this, okay. Ronaldo's first 100 matches for Man United, okay, mm-hmm. he had 72 starts, 16 goals, and 20 assists. João yeah. Felix, in his first 100 games for Atletico, has 63 starts, 23 goals, and 12 mm-hmm. assists. He has eight less goals, uh, assists, eight less assists, but he has... Uh, seven more goals than Ronaldo, okay? At the same time with first 100 games, okay? So, calm, calm your horses, okay? He's not even playing in the right system, John Felix, and he's got these numbers, okay? Easily, okay. with Man City, he would have double of, of 23 goals and 12 assists, in my opinion, in the first 100 games. I'm going bold, okay? Especially with the departure of Aguero, John Felix would have shined, my God. So, yeah, put him at Man City. <laughs> yeah. Well, that could that, well. We you've talked about that. You've yeah. been talking that up for years. But uh, but yeah, and and those numbers would obviously be even better if he if he didn't have that fight with fitness and mm-hmm. injury um over time. But uh, as we know, he also played on a broken foot for and what seven months. On it. <laughs> but- yeah, yeah, he runs a he runs a tight not a tight ship. He's he's like a I don't know a drill sergeant or something there. But um. 
no, that's a it's a good shout, and we'll see. I don't know if uh, Jao Felix will start to be that guy mm-hmm. uh, for Atletico because what a weird season they're having, and it just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Here we are waxing poetic about Jao Felix, mm-hmm. and then you know, not even some days before they're losing to the worst team in the league. <laughs> but anyway, mm-hmm. um, one of the guys I got to mention. I mean, we got to talk about this because I'm 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 baffled. I'm sad. <laughs> Um, you, you caught me off a little bit earlier because you wanted to save it for this. Yes. Well, it's, it's here. We have to talk about yep. this. There's two, there's two things. There's two things. I am now officially worried about Gio Reyna. Mm-hmm. Um, he obviously, he got his first start back for, for Bo Russia Dortmund, uh, the collective American, uh, footballing, uh, fandom, uh, you know, tuned in. We're so excited to see him. He gets like 28, 30 minutes, 38 minutes in. And he, uh, he comes mm-hmm. off, uh, almost crying like in tears. Um, so very likely a serious injury uh, ahead. And all I want to say is that I will collectively, um, offer up my hamstrings and your hamstrings to him if he needs them um, yeah. because the poor kid just needs to play. Um, but then I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, you know, Tough you got man. early Holland too. You've got like every year, it seems Bo Rush Dortmund yes. has just ridiculous amounts of injuries. Good point. Out. What's happening? You know, and at what point do we look at Erling Holland, especially in this this sweet spot where he's all talking about like where he's going to go, and there's this thing about Real Madrid potentially coming in for him and all that fun stuff. And I know you want him at Barca, but whatever. <laughs> and then, but then I'm thinking, I'm like, who's who's talking about the fact that he has already missed 13 games this year? He missed 14 games all of last year, all of last season. And is this like a normal thing? Is he now like the Joel Embiid of uh, Kawhi Leonard? That's- Game management. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's 21 though, right? He's True. 21 and it doesn't even matter. That's kind of what it comes down to. If the guy scores, if he plays 20 games a season and he scores 27 goals, does mm-hmm. it even matter that he's only available for 20 games? And is that a reason why you could potentially have him on the same pitch? Uh, at Real Madrid as killing Mbappe in Erling Haaland because he's going to be out half the year. Oh, <laughs> anyway, so I just... we, 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 there is news. We had to say that you mentioned that there was a meeting in Monaco with Raiola and uh, Madrid uh, representatives. So mm-hmm. that is being talked to happen. But just want to say this, okay? Haaland has said in an interview, I said, I think it was a month ago, that this yeah. is the main problem in his career right now. He needs to get consistent seasons, okay? Especially if he's... if I know Haaland wants to surpass Ronaldo's numbers. I have that feeling because he's so obsessed with goals. We forgot to mention, too, in all this, that Roy's had, all, that had the best game Okay, yeah. this season two that he had three, two four. goals and three assists. Like Oof. Borussia Mönchengladbach, his former team. Come on, nightmares with him now. But uh, yeah. and Mukoku, like he he scored two. So mm-hmm. like he, I think he listened to last part us saying Karim Adeyemi, come. Where's Mukoku? He's right. he's here, guys. He's here, guys. And he's got four goals and two assists in the Bundesliga. Okay, now seventeen years old. So just imagine. Let's see how many he has when he's 19. Put, put it down below. How many? <laughs> That's another Jekyll and Hyde thing. It's like, yes. how did Dortmund go from getting beat up by Rangers 4-2 to two, Exactly. Uh, to then crushing? A Gladbach is not the same Gladbach that they were when they beat up on uh, Bayern Munich earlier in the season, like beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. But still, like six-zip win. Uh, Marco Reusch, like turning back time, two goals, three assists. But mm-hmm. But – 
what I'm hearing from you is that you have no issues whatsoever mm-hmm. with the amount of games and the amount of time that uh, Erling Holland seems. I to have. Be I have. No issue. Oh, you do. Okay. I, I have. I just think that right now, with I feel like he's got the resources now. I feel like he's mm-hmm. a world class player. And he's going to have a world-class team, a circle around him, physical preparator, nutritionist. And I think he's, he's, he has guarantees with his team. And I understand mm-hmm. Holland. If Holland is saying it publicly, that he thinks he's going to improve on that, like, I, I, I got to believe him. I got to believe him. And let's, let's see that Chayola is the famous agent of Ibrahimovic. Like, if right. there's a guy that knows a player that can, ha- that can play a lot of years... That is Gaiola. So let's see what's going to happen with Holland long term. But you mentioned I want to see, I want to see Barca not putting this reality of Real. And I am. I have to mention this. I have to mention this. Pedri, Pedri. Okay. Ever since Pedri has come back, okay, he has got three goals already. Okay, mm-hmm. for Barca since he's come back from injury, he scored for the first time in his career today. Back-to-back goals, okay? So that, that's fantastic to see. And we've mentioned it previous on the pod. Pedri is bulking up. And he's doing what I said that Haaland is starting to do too. Preparing his own body. With Adama Traore there, I am sure Pedri is going to look at a lot of things he does. Even the whole Barca people, they're going to be looking at what Adama does. No player in the world... Has, mu- has as much talent as Pedri, and he's only 19. So this is what Xavi's got to say about Pedri. Biggest statement you can do, okay, is that you're the most talented player out there. And Xavi has said that about Pedri. So... Funny thing is, is I think there are more talented kids behind them uh, in the academy. So um, I, I think he's a little short-sighted. But yeah, there's there's three really, really Gavi. good... Uh, yeah, and then yeah, Gavi. Who's more talented um, than Gavi? Uh, I don't know. They're chock full of them at La Mesia. Um, <laughs> hey, Gavi's special, know, man. man. Yeah. I, I put uh, Pedri's already. Gavi's Pedri's good, played yeah. with Messi, like, and he's gonna play again, I believe, too, in the future. But Pedri's got c- credentials, and even like in the next World Cup, I am sure he's gonna be crucial for Spain. Pedri, okay? So that's what I mean. Yeah. Gavi and Pedri, they'll both play for Spain. Oh. Well, I'll tell you what, you got to, um, I know in about a month's time, you're going to have a very nervy, uh, run in with Turkey. Uh, and there's a, there's a player you're going to start, want to start like scouting right now. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't know how to say his name. Please tell me Orkin, Orkin Koksu, Koksu, mm-hmm. right. The Feyenoord playmaker, 21 years old. Yes. Um, like I don't, I, I was able to actually watch some of this game cause, thanks to ESPN Plus. They have a lot of the ear to see, and he has just been on fire for Feyenoord this season. And I, I got to say, he's probably the best young playmaker in the ear division, and likely earmarked for good move to maybe Syria. Probably would be a, a good next move. Um, but he's got five goals, two assists, and like fifteen or seventeen key passes in just his last four matches for Feyenoord, and. Um, He's Turkish, uh, Dutch-born, but he's oh, Turkish. No, no, um, no, no, no. <laughs> and he likely is going to be in that center midfield oh. uh, when that time comes. And he is going to be in prime, prime form. Oh. Um, but I actually do want to hear if we have any uh, people that are very close to Feyenoord get to watch him daily 
Um, I, I would love to hear what they all think about him, uh, mm-hmm. what they think their positives, what they think their weaknesses are. So please leave us a scouting report on um, Orkin because I've watched him before, but I haven't actually targeted him. And I've watched him over the last three, four games. It coincides with the fact that he has been balling out the last three or four games. And I'm very, very impressed in what he does. I mean, he plays the game the right way. And it'll be really interesting to see um, what his next move will be or if that next move is taking Feyenoord to the next level. But my guess is he he wants to move on up. Um, so I don't know. Do you know anything about the kid? Uh, I know he's really good with his feet. I've seen him. Yeah. And the thing that I love about him is how he's so aware on the pitch where to be. So I know he's going to be trouble, okay, for a team with a midfield that can be all over the place. Yeah. Play not if this guy is playing. But, uh, yes, I like him. Great mention. And I got to say, too, I have to say, too, Arsenal fans listening, they're saying, we're talking about Walker kids and we, like, saved the day with ESR and Saka. I got to say it. Saka and ESR saved the day for you guys, okay? Yeah. It was Brentford, but... I love it, okay? I am loving what I'm seeing, seeing the trust the youth protocol that we go, we oblige to, is working out, okay, with Arsenal. And Saka, in the Premier League, has 22 games and 10 goal and assist involvements, okay? So, Saka, look, if you don't get a team that's good enough for Saka, he might go, and understandably so. I don't think the talk is right now. Extend with Saka, lock him up, but... Long term, if it's keep, if it's if it keeps keep, I if things are like this, he has mm-hmm. to go. He has to go. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, I had to I, mention that on the Arsenal side. No, that's that's a good mention, and that that one happened a little bit earlier. And you're right, I just I wasn't able to look at the result before we all got on this, but yeah, they did I, save the day. And, um, but one other I gotta mention, I'm mm-hmm. gonna stay in Turkey for you. Mm-hmm. You probably will not see him take the field. Okay. Against Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, his Portuguese friends, uh, but uh, a 16-year like Fenerbahce, Fenerbahce is not having a good season. Mm-hmm. Okay, not having a good season. Awesome. Now they're still in European football, um, but they got this. They're like giving a chance these last two starts this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave him his first European start and first professional start, and then they gave um, him his first league start, Super League start. And this kid Arda Guler. Mm. Um, 16 years old. He's about to turn 17, like relatively soon. Um, registered an assist, kind of a funky assist, but made an impact in his first European game. Okay. His first mm-hmm. European uh, game. And then on top of that, he comes back and he starts as essentially their 10 um, in a big two zip win for Fenerbahce. I mean, this is, this is not like a tiny team, like a fringe team in Turkey. No. This is like a Turkish, whatever. And, People like him. People like him a lot. Um, and he's going to be one to watch out for. And I know, I know there are uh, pitfalls to pushing a Turkish or Danish Turkish um, uh, super wonder kid um, mm-hmm. like Emre Moore back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Artigulaire is definitely one you're going to want to watch because, hey, if, if they're willing to give this kid a, a chance um, as a way to inject some energy into the season, it's working. It's absolutely working. And uh, he's, he's been... He's been good. He's been good so far. So, and I know Twitter agrees with me. So, <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And that's a great mention. And that's the spot of Ozil, right? So 
Like <laughs> he's learning with big boy Ozil. So I gotta yeah, say, yeah, yeah. create his own legacy. And I gotta say this: you're mentioning number ten, and there's something a quick a quick stat or a quick uh, confession done by Aguero that I have to mention here. That he said, like the number ten jersey, I wanted to mm. give it to Phil Foden, but Phil Foden said, no, 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 I am number. 47 and there's a trend now that i'm seeing that players are creating a new legacy and these players that are picking these numbers example phil foden number 47 trend yep. 66 donnarumma yep. 99 these players are the future of football and they're creating their own legacies people golly that's, that's bad for even me that's bad for even me uh wow um but yeah he does he does uh, it's funny that that that's coming out there, but I mm-hmm. was just reading. I mean, think about all the young managers too, mm. that in their own way. I know they don't they don't have squad numbers, but all <laughs> these young managers in this game that are definitely revolutionizing the game yes. in some way. It's, it's just nice to see fresh new ideas, and whether it's Nagelsmann um, or I mean, they're all over the place. Uh, whether it's Jatzel at Red Bull uh, Salzburg, um, there's just Matarazzo, uh, Pellegrino. So many, yeah. Um, it is it is absolutely wonderful to see, and and how many of them are the player uh, that didn't get the chance at a professional level? I agree. So what did they wind up doing, or they got injured, or whatever? And what did they wind up doing? They wound up becoming a student of the game, and then revolutionizing it with different ideas or exploiting different, you know, space or whatever. Um, it's it's fun to see, and I think. Even though the Messi and the Ronaldo and the and the Mourinho and the um, you know some of these these eras mm-hmm. aren't exactly at an end, but they're definitely closer to the end than they are at the beginning. Agreed. Uh, I think we have so much that is new in football that will be new in football that we some of which we haven't even seen yet. But I think the next 10, 20 years are going to be a lot of fun um, in this in this space. Because some of these guys are still going to be coaching 20, 30 years from now. Yeah. Right. Ideally, yeah. Um, so new new ideas abound, new types of players. Um, I don't know if it's just going to be the Mbappe Holland fight uh, for the I next 10, 20 years, but uh, somebody else is going to find their way and needle their way in there. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm bullish. I'm bullish on the future of football. Football. I don't know where that came from, but I gotta. There's gotta, a lot of there's gotta... a lot of variables, like even like Vinicius Junior having the improvement and Pedri. Mm-hmm. Like if Pedri has this improvement, that like we might see the upscale of a. I don't want to say it, but let's see generational inbound. Okay, yeah. but let's see if confirmed, like Trent in the Champions League type moments. Let's see if mm-hmm. Pedri has those corners taken quickly moments that the world remembers and everybody's like what and just to end up on the wonder kids news on my end is saying pedro Neto is finally back okay 21 years yeah. old winger right. okay 10 months out of out with injury so i want to see it happen and shikinu at wolves guys really watch out for this guy yeah. came off the bench put the fullbacks on the stringers so watch out okay so yeah. i am i'm i'm very very big on these guys so if there yeah, is there anything we, we forgot to mention on the Wonder Kids news? Yeah, project? the only thing I wanted to mention was was another good Manchester City move if it gets done. Mm. Um, they've already identified Savio, yes. um, six and a half million, probably a whole lot more in incentives and sell on fees and fun stuff like that. But we know him, uh, part of a yeah, part of a a whole lot of Brazilian wingers that you have to watch for the future. 
Um, but I was even more excited when City said, like, not City, somebody, I think it was Fabrizio Romano, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, said that not only do they already have set in stone, for, you know, what the deal with contract terms, all that fun stuff is, but that he would immediately, likely, go out on loan to like a PSV Eindhoven. And okay. that got me excited right away because, frankly, Brazilian winger, technical winger, exciting winger. Yeah, send him to the Eredivisie. That's the, that's the perfect place for him to go. Perfect place for him to develop for the first year or two of professional football. But um, until he's there, he's still going to be likely playing in Brazil. So uh, he's he's a hell of a player. And City just once again ahead of people in terms of this. So Savio, like that. great signing from City, and and we saw Angel Gabriel too is being mentioned to go to from yeah. Santos to Barcelona for 35 million. So not taking a risk with a winger from Santos Barcelona again. And uh, I'm just gonna mention That's this. Spotify money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the Holland, but it's a Holland. But uh, I just have yeah. to mention this. I'm seeing all the uproar on TikTok, man. And I had to say, Ira Ferreira, cara de luva de preto, okay, é melhor de todos. And I gotta say, those bangers, receba, receba, okay, continua and go bold, man. He surely goes bold with those goals. And here at FC Wonder Kid, we support you guys. So. Keep going bold, my friend. Keep going bold. No Brazil! Brazil é bravo! <laughs> so, I had so, to say that. I'll be honest, I have no clue what you just said, but uh, <laughs> you do you, you, right? No, I, I have seen his, uh, seen his uh, TikTok. It's, it's inspiring, fun stuff. So, uh, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you right now. You want to know? You want to be inspired? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> this is a very Homer statement for me. Uh, mm. Starting next weekend is Major League Soccer. If anyone wants to see, you know, some very young, very good players uh, get their chance, um, MLS, while it is not the greatest quality of football, um, is definitely turning into an area of uh, of players you want to watch. And mm-hmm. I think what we'll do, what do you think? We'll do on a live, maybe Q&A or around one of the games this week. Yes. Um, I definitely would love to give a list of players you want to watch, whether you really enjoy So Rare Mm-hmm. Or you enjoy Football Manager, you enjoy FIFA. Um, there are some really good players. I'm not lying when I say that scraping the surface, mm-hmm. uh, we're scraping the surface. Weston McKenney, Pulisic, all them scraping the surface. Now you've got young South American stars going there, like Alan Velasco, um, and it, there's so Mine. many names. So, yeah, <laughs> so- Brendan Aronson's brother Paxton. I mean, you're gonna want to watch Major League Soccer this year. Pick a team, pick a player, watch them. Okay. Um, but we'll, we'll have more on that. Uh, Got to see Kate so, and Clark too. I'm really curious to see and Kate Cowell too. There's loads of uproar in those two players. But yes, we'll have a live and we'll mention these players and maybe we'll post it on YouTube saying, watch out for all these players. So put in the comment section below. If you want to see it happen, okay, like let us know. And episode 44 here in the wraps. We went bold. We keep going bold. Okay, please do not <laughs> forget to like the video it's crucial for the growth and go check out fc wonder kid go bold with the store.com guys you know it and thank you for listening to episode 44 and keep on going bold in the next week guys hope you guys enjoyed it see y'all <laughs> there you go